and welcome to another Healthy Bite. My name is Dr. Ron Early. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I am recording this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Well, this week was an unusual week in that we uh, beamed into the Australian Government COVID Treatment Forum, which was held on the uh, on the 7th of April, uh, 26 months after the beginning of the pandemic, at a time when, and I'm quoting from the officials here, it is now time to engage in treatment, uh, and particularly for those that are at high risk, and harm minimisation is the priority of this forum. Um, I, I felt it was it was a two-hour forum. I forced myself to sit through it. It's open to the public. You can go and listen to it yourself, although I have to tell you um, I've managed to extract it to the highlights, and the highlights really were a follow-on. It was a timely forum because it was a follow-on from a previous Healthy Bite that I had done, which I referred to an article in the British Medical Journal called The Illusion of Evidence-Based Medicine. And I'm sorry if this is a theme that has been repeated, but I believe it needs to be repeated because it's easy to lose track of it amongst all the huge, the avalanche of noise that comes to us from media outlets that are promoting the latest and great, well, the latest, I won't say the greatest, but the latest and most expensive patented medications that are out there, which is ultimately what I believe this pandemic and the government response is all about. To regular listeners will have followed the P's of the pandemic. And in this particular episode this week, we focused on the patents and the product champions and the professors who are in charge of getting this message out. They are, in marketing parlance, referred to as key opinion leaders or KOLs, and they are product champions. And they were basically the main theme of the uh, thing, while, while several drugs were mentioned. Essentially, it was about resdemivir, molnupiravir, paxlovid, and sotrovimab, which is a, a, auto, a monoclonal antibody. So it was very interesting to observe this, uh, and I think it's worth, worth having listened to because I, I cut in and out of the forum and make some points about how research, how it, it, it is accepted. Drug companies, it's not perfect research, but hey, if it's coming from a drug companies, our health authorities hold that in such high regard that any simple intervention like vitamin D, zinc, magnesium, vitamin C, any cheap and effective and safe alternatives like ivermectin, doxycycline or, or hydroxychloroquine, these are to be ignored and actually to be banned in some instances. And it's interesting to note that from a very early time in the pandemic, one of Australia's leading opponents of gastrointestinal health, Dr. Thomas Barodi, who practices here in Sydney, I believe, had a, a protocol which included ivermectin, doxycycline and zinc. And if the frontline COVID network, critical care network, the FLCC, is also made up of some very highly respected frontline ICU doctors, who were also promoting a protocol that included those and, and, and also melatonin. So there are these safe and effective treatments, but that's not what the Australian Government Response Forum Treatment Forum was all about. And look, 
have a listen to it, but I wanted to draw your attention to this because I stumbled upon it and uh, it's our former Foreign Minister Julie Bishop speaking at the World Economic Forum in January 2020. Now, it's worth mentioning that January 2020, for the blur of dates that now occur, uh, COVID hadn't actually hit Australia until around uh, February or March of that, February really, because by March we were in lockdown until May. I remember that very well because we had to close our own surgery down for two months, uh, unprecedented. You know, this was who whoever experienced anything like this, and certainly in my 42 years of clinical practice, never I never have anything like this. I think it was a unique, unique experience for us all. Um, interestingly, and I digress here for a moment, but the American Psychology Society has recently done a study on the impact on people's health of social isolation. And I think they have equated it to the, well, said that the impact, the negative impact on health for, of social isolation would be the equivalent of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Now, talk about a public health measure. Well, we could, we, we could certainly explore the impact of uh, isolation on human health. I think we've all experienced it firsthand. But anyway, I digress. I'm coming back to the Julie Bishop um, thing. And, and I'm, I'm also intrigued by the World Economic Forum, which is made up of uh, the business billionaires of the world, leading with government officials, to work out what is best for, I pause there for a moment, you would hope it was what is best for population as, as such, but I think it's actually more an opportunity to reset the world. In fact, they have what is called the Great Reset. Um, the Great Reset, I might just uh, explore what the Great Reset actually means because it is something I think we are all living through and I think we should all be aware of. Um, so uh, this, <laughs> well, there's a book here by Klaus Schwab, uh, who is the, um, the, the guru, if you like, the spiritual leader of the, um, the Great Reset, of, of the World Economic Forum. And uh, The Great Reset, I'm quoting here from the, um, from the website, the pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine and reset our world. Professor Klaus Schwab, founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum. And uh, I've heard him speak and he talks about how young leaders have now uh, are involved in various governments so in New Zealand, young world leaders like um, Jacinta Ardern in, in Canada, like uh, Justin Trudeau in France, like Emmanuel Macron. These are young, dynamic leaders uh, who have, got, have passed through the World Economic Forum as promising young leaders and now they are leading governments all around the world. The following insights on how we can recover from COVID-19 to build a healthier, more equitable and more prosperous future. Well, the world the, the pandemic certainly provided a more preposterous, a more prosperous future for the billionaires out there because I think one estimate is that $3.8 trillion 
uh, of funds have been redistributed to those billionaires. So it's worked extremely well in resetting the world agenda. But when I stumbled upon this, I kind of thought, what the hell? Look, you know, you really should read Robert Kennedy's uh, book on uh, the real Anthony Fauci. And it's a long book. It's a very well-referenced book. If you want to fast track it, go to the last chapter of, of the book. And it talks about how this whole scenario of pandemic has been planned for uh, right down to the uh, in, in enrolling world media to dampen down any criticism of a new novel vaccination that otherwise would have taken five or ten years to be available for human consumption but emergency use authorization is a very important part of getting this out and resetting part of the great reset is getting patented drugs uh, out there uh, which allows for huge profits to be um uh, to be generated, which, I mean, no, this isn't a conspiracy theory. This is just a business model <clears throat> and a very effective one at that. But I just wanted to share with you this. Uh, th it only goes for three minutes. And remember, this was before um, the pandemic struck. And this is one of those young global leaders, um, Julie Bishop, who moved seamlessly from... Um, a very senior position in in uh, Australian government into uh, corporation in the corporate world, which is ultimately where um, where politicians end up. Um, but uh, they do their apprenticeship in government, and then they really go on to shine in the corporate world. Have a listen to this from our leader, Julie Bishop. Imagination in action. I am the chair of the Telethon Kids Institute, a paediatric research centre in Perth, Western Australia, that focuses on the well-being and health of children. But we are also part of a global consortium that is embarking upon the next groundbreaking, uh, no, earth-shattering medical breakthrough, the Human Vaccine Project. We are going to decode the human immune system, accelerate the development of vaccines to fight the global killer diseases and develop immune therapies. Now, why can we do this now? A decade ago, the human genome was sequenced and the Human Genome Project ushered in a new era of biomedicine. Well, the convergence of technological advances in biomedical and computing science, as well as AI and machine learning, enabling us to analyse unprecedented scale of big data, means that we are on the cusp of being able to decode the human immune system the successor to the Genome Project. And this means we will have a better understanding of the major diseases of the 21st century. It means we will live longer, healthier lives. It means we will save lives. Now, already in just three years, we have put together the world's foremost immunology network across academia, academic institutions, and the industrial sector. 
We have carried out comprehensive studies, but we're now ramping up the clinical studies in populations most vulnerable to disease, infants and the elderly. And I can confirm today that we are also working with the Harvard School of Public Health to establish a human immunomics hub or initiative. And our focus will be on the fundamental questions. Who is protected from disease and who is not? Why do some vaccines work and why don't others work? So this mission to decode the human immune system is a moonshot scaled initiative. It means we will have a better understanding of how to treat and beat communicable diseases like pandemic flu, TB, malaria, AIDS. It means we'll have a better understanding of how to fight and beat Alzheimer's, diabetes and cancers. So ladies and gentlemen, you he heard about it here first at Davos in 2020, the Human Vaccine Project. Please give us your support in whatever way you can. Well, um, perhaps you've come away from that really excited to think that all of uh, human health will soon be cured by a vaccine that is targeted to the genes. And, um, and I, I must say, when I saw that, I just kind of shook my head and I mean, as I have shaken my head on several occasions, on many occasions over the last two years. Uh, and as I've often said, even though I've been very aware of the role in, of the chemical food and pharmaceutical industry in all levels of healthcare, uh, where this last two years has gone has even shocked me. And when I saw that, uh, look, I have no illusion about what the World Economic Forum is about. And I think, uh, you know, it's part of a, a business model that is to being turbocharged and working extremely well. <clears throat> and I'm not sure what the uh, answer is. I mean, for myself, uh, it's, it is a confirmation that we need to take control of our own health. Um, it's great that the Western medical system is there to catch us when we need it. And, and we do need it. And I have used it and I'm very grateful for it. But I'm also about developing and forming a community which is independent of industry, which is based on clinical experience of people that I've worked with over the years, backed by science, independent science, not the science in medicine, which is funded primarily by the pharmaceutical industry, going back to basic principles about anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, and combining that with lessons from the past. We have so much to learn from our ancestors and from our journey um, through evolution. And, uh, and, I, and I think this is all part of what a community are focused on public health should be about. A community, uh, a society fun uh, focused on commodities like food, pharmaceuticals and health, when they become commodities, then we have the problems we are facing today in terms of preventable chronic degenerative diseases. Um, we have public health messages that are counterproductive, not just uh, not just contradictory to just health, but actually counterproductive and, um, and part of the public health 
uh, <coughs> approach, which is, if the evidence is anything to go by, is seriously wanting, left wanting. So anyway, uh, have a listen to this week's uh, podcast on the COVID Treatment Forum, an excellent example of product champions in action, promoting patentable drugs. Um, I thought I would share with you that Julie Bishop video, and I hope this finds you well. Until next time, this is Dr. Ron Ehrlich. This podcast provides general information and discussion about medicine, health and related subjects. The content is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice or as a substitute for care by a qualified medical practitioner. If you or any other person has a medical concern, he or she should consult with an appropriately qualified medical practitioner. Guests who speak in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences and conclusions.